listen to this message, you will be challenged and encouraged through God's Word. Here at Heartsease Family Life Church, it has always been our desire to see people's lives totally impacted and changed. His Word promises to accomplish that. For more information in regards to our church, you can call us at 225-274-1607 or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Word. Let me try one more time. That was like five or six. How many is ready to receive the word tonight? Fantastic. We're going to continue tonight our series that we started Sunday morning. And we're going to be continuing it next Sunday and next Wednesday. And we're talking about why we do what we do. WWDWWD. Why we do what we do. I believe Sunday morning we started a message that is extremely vital for us as a church. Because we need to know why we do what we do. There was a story one day. A young girl went into the kitchen and she saw her mother preparing a ham. She watched as her mother cut one end off the ham, the other end off the ham, and put it in the pot and stuck it in the oven. So she said to her mom, Mom, why did you cut one end off the ham and cut the other end off the ham? And the mother said, you know what, I don't know why, but your grandmother always did that. So one day Susie was at Grandma's house and she said, Grandma, I watched my mum the other day and she cut one end off the ham and the other end off the ham, stuck it in the oven and she said that you always <laughs> taught her to do that. Why do you do that? And she said, Susie, that's funny you would ask that. Your great-grandmother always did that. So Susie one day went and saw her great-grandmother. And she said, great-grandmother, I noticed that when granny and when mum cook a ham, they cut one end off and they cut the other end off. They put it in a pot and they put it in the oven, but neither of them knew why they did that. They just said, you always did that. She said, why did you do that? And great-grandma said, very simply, because I didn't have a pan that was big enough. (laughs) I wonder how many of us are looking and cutting things off in our life, and we're turning around and saying, well, I guess that's just how we should do church, or I guess that's how we should be in church. How many realizes today that if you're going to cut a piece off each end, you're going to miss something? And a lot of times people are missing. Why? Because of religion, because of ritual, because of doing things that way over and over again. And a lot of the things we do perhaps don't really have a lot of meaning. They've been man-made. But that's why we're looking tonight once again at knowing why we do what we do. Because I'm tired of losing things perhaps for the wrong reasons. Come on. We're missing something when we fail to know what we do. And ignorance is Satan's open door to cause destruction in your life. It's his open door. To know something is of utmost importance in your life, in your development, for the direction you're going, and for your future. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, get your head out of the sand. Get your head out of the sand. Quit burying your head and, and, and just not knowing what's going on around you. You know, Quit cutting the ends off the ham. 
and get, re- get real with what's going on. So we need to know the vision of the house and what we're trying to accomplish and that we're going to see that fulfilled. Remember the vision of our house is really simply three words, life, love and purpose. Heartsease Family Life Church is where life starts because of salvation, where love happens. We just love people. We just love, because he loved us, we love people. For where life starts, love happens, and listen, where purpose is revealed, where you discover the purpose that God has for your life and how you can play your part. And in order to see the vision of this house come to be, every one of us has to function in our unction. Every one of us has to fulfill what God has called us to do. I want to read a scripture again from Habakkuk 2, verse 2 and 3. Excuse me. And tonight I'm going to read it from the Message Bible. The Message Bible. Listen to it from the Message Bible. And it says, And then God answered. It's very interesting if you were to read before that. That it says, And God answered. But God answered when Haggai positioned himself as a watchman. When he was prepared and in his position... When he was prepared to do something, to keep watch, to position himself, God began to speak to him. I'm telling you right now, there is something to be said about when we are ready to be used of God. When we're open and willing to be used of God, I believe God will speak. God will use us. God will instruct us. God will give us what we need. So then God answered and God said to him, write this, write what you see. I want to stop for a second. Write what you see. Write what you see. In other words, God is really saying to him, I want you to write this vision. Not just what you see with your eyes, because what you see is what you see. Think about that for a moment. What you see right now, you all see me standing in front of you. Because what you see with your natural eyes is only that which you see. But there's something so much more powerful about vision. And that is this. It's not just limited to what you see right now. But vision sees things in the future. Do I hear an amen? So the word of God was not just telling him, write what you see right now. Because he wasn't seeing a whole lot. And it's amazing. We can get to that place and we can look in our lives and say, well, not a lot is happening. That's because you're looking with your sight. You need to start looking with vision. You need to start looking, knowing and believing that God's got great things in store for you because vision is not limited to what you see right now and you and I need to understand that. And that's what makes vision so powerful. It takes us somewhere. Come on, vision takes us somewhere. If you've got a vision, you can be in a room with nothing in it and have a vision and be on the beach in the Bahamas. Come on, is that not the truth? You could be the most miserable on a sick bed and the doctors say you're dying. But you know what? You can be the happiest person on the face of the earth because you can see yourself in another place where you're free from pain and free from all those things. Vision is such a powerful thing. And Satan knows that and he wants to steal our vision. He wants to blind us, to take our vision. But let's read on. It says, what you see, write it down. It says, write it out in big block letters. So that it can be read on the run. This vision, this message is a witness pointing to what is coming. It aches for the coming. It can hardly wait and it doesn't lie. If it seems slow in coming, wait. It is on its way. It will come just at the right time. God's vision will come to pass. And God desires to work that vision through every one of our lives. Our willingness to live for Him, to serve Him, and to build His kingdom is how His vision is accomplished 
on the face of this earth. And that's again why we need to understand the tools that he has made available to every one of us. For us to use to see his vision fulfilled. And that's why we must know what we do. Why do we do what we do? We must know that because without the why, the knowledge and understanding, guess what? We'll never have the what. If we don't know the why, we won't have the what. If we don't have the knowledge and understanding, we'll never put it into action and we'll never put it into place. So we've been looking and we will continue to look on Sunday at the five whys. First why is why church. Second why is why praise and worship. What's all the deal with that? The second one is why are we going to, or third is why are we going to love? Why do we love? The fourth one is why do we give? And the fifth one is why do we serve? Why do we serve? And I believe these five whys are the key components of how the vision of God is going to be filled not only in this house, but in every house, every church throughout the face of the earth. So Sunday we looked at church and we looked at praise and worship. Let me just recap really quickly and then we're going to break up into groups and we're going to discuss this further tonight. But why church? We talked about it on Sunday. Church, we we looked at three key points about why church. Why church? What's the big fuss about church? What if I don't go to church? Hold on, my body is the temple. I am the church. There's so many things out there. There's so many things that we've made more important than church, but we need to know why we do what we do. Why is church so important? Number one, here it is, because it's a meeting place with God. It's a place where you can meet God. Well, I can meet God at home. Yeah, you sure can. But you know what? Probably home, you're going to be distracted. Cell phone's going to go off. This is going to happen. The stove, something's going to take place. The laundry, whatever. You're going to be distracted. But you know what? When you can come to church, you can meet God. You can get away from the distractions. Jimmy said it. For some, it's maybe been a tough week. And, you know, there could have been a hundred different places we would have been. Probably our bed would have been one of them and just tired and, and wore out. But you know what? We're here tonight and we're having a meeting with God. Jacob called it Bethel when he saw a stay, stairway from heaven. So it's a meeting place with God. I love this second reason why church, because it's a place of safety and refuge for me and my family. Jesus said, Peter, who do people say that I am? He'd already asked the disciples and they had every answer. But he said, Peter, who do you say I am? And he says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus looked at him and said, Peter, upon that revelation, upon that rock, I'm going to build my church. And listen to this, and the gates of hell will not prevail against my church. Why church? Because I want to put my family in a place where the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You can dispute it all you want, but I'm telling you, God's word says it, and if God says it, come on, I believe it. Come on, I I said this before, and one of our professors at Bible College used to say it too, and he says, you know what, I believe the Bible from cover to cover. I even believe the maps. You know, I believe the entirety of the Bible. And if God says, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. Listen, I'm a fool if I don't build my family and my future into the church. How many people today are coming and saying, Pastor Philip, my kids are are crazy. You know, my husband and I, we're fighting. Our marriage is in ruins and all these kind of things. But you know what? They're building a house everywhere else apart from in the church. They're not in church and then they wonder why they're, not, why they're having problems. I can tell you why. Get your family in church. Get them in a place of safety and get them in a place of refuge. Here's the third reason why church. Because God says, if you build my house, I'll build your house. What an incredible thought right there. If I build his house, he's going to build mine. 
Why do I come to church? Because I want to see my family blessed. I want to see my family. Because that's what we're talking about. My house, my family, my future, and my children, and my children's children. I want to see them blessed in God's promises. If I prioritize His house, He's going to make my family, my home, His priority. What an incredible thought. That God would prioritize my family, and my future, and my life. So I would say tonight, the church is pretty important. Come on, I meet with God. It's a place of safety and refuge that hell cannot prevail against. And you know what? When I build his house, God's going to take care of mine. That means every concern, every worry, everything I have, God would take care of it if I prioritize his house and I build his house. How many believes that? Come on, how many believes that? And then we talked about why praise and worship quickly. What's the fuss? It's just a noise. Oh, the music's too loud. It's not loud enough. The lights are too bright. The lights are too dark. I don't like that song. We sing too long. We sing too slow. All these different things that we can come up with, praise and worship. Oh, we just sing praise and worship because it's the first 10, 15 minutes of the service and it makes sure everyone gets there on time to hear the important part of the service. You know what? I'm going to say this, not on my notes, but I'm going to say this. Praise and worship is the only time, really, of the service that is God's time. Because when he preaches and other people preach, God already knows it. He wrote it. But praise and worship and our time when we give to God is the only time, really, when God receives something. So when you're praising and worshiping God and you feel tired and you don't want to lift up your hands and you don't want to praise and you don't want to enter in, remember this, you're not robbing yourself, you're robbing God. People turn around and say, well, I didn't feel anything in praise and worship. I didn't get anything from praise and worship. Well, you know why you didn't get anything? It's not about you. It's about giving. Praise and worship is about giving to God. But can I tell you something, how awesome God is? God says, in giving you shall. Isn't God good? I mean, isn't God good? God is awesome. When I give to his house, he'll give to mine. When I praise him, guess what? He'll give back to me. So we looked at three areas of why praise and worship is so important. Number one, because when we praise and worship God, we give honor to God. We honor him. We ascribe greatness to him. Psalms 8 verse 1, I believe it is, it says, Oh Lord our God, how excellent is your name. We make his name excellent. When we praise Him and worship Him. Number two, it ushers in the presence of God. Watch out. If you want to know about ushering in the presence of God, talk to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they began to praise God, when they began to trust God, when they began not to bow but to stand true, and the presence of God came in, guess what? All things changed. When God's presence shows up, things change. Come on, I need the presence of God to show up in my life. That's why I praise and worship God. I'm pushing through all my problems. I need the presence of God. I need His sovereign presence to come. You may say, well, Pastor P, God's presence is everywhere. Yes, it is, but it's not always welcomed in. It's right there. But when we begin to praise Him, you know what we say? God, you're welcome. And He actively gets involved with our circumstances and situations. The greatest remedy to depression, the greatest remedy of fear, the greatest remedy of anxiety, and all these things, I'm telling you, is get in the presence of God and start praising and worshiping God and watch as those things begin to fall off of you. Ushers in His presence. And last but not least, we said this earlier, because praise and worship is about giving to God. It's about His time. Giving to Him. You know, I'm glad that we can go through things like this and learn because when we're starting to praise and worship God in the church, I want us to think, you know what, I'm here to honor God. 
I know what can happen when his presence, it's my time to give. When we know why we do what we do, I think it makes a big difference. Because when we're laying in our beds and thinking, I can't be bothered to go to church today, we begin to remember, hold on a second, it's a meeting place. God's waiting to meet me in church today. And we begin to realize, I need to be in there. I need to build my family in there because I'm shedding an example for my children. We talked about it in men's group last night. We need men of integrity. And that means men who don't drop their kids off at church, but bring their kids to church. People who prioritize the house of God. We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard. But we also know it will be changed as you put God's word into effect. At Heart Seas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.